0: Hello, everyone. I want to talk about the five F's, which basically stem from fight or flight. So most people have heard of fight or flight. It's just one of the things that animals do to respond to an extreme stress. So kind of the adrenaline kicks in and you go into fight or flight mode is what they call it. But actually, there's five of these. Um, They've named them all F's just so it all matches, I suppose. So but you've got fight, flight freeze, faint, and fool. Fool, people play around with this one a lot as well. Sometimes they call it fawn or friend. um, And I'll explain why later. That's the most interesting one. And really, that is the best response of all. And people do it as well, right? So I'll explain that why later. But these 5Fs apply to, to mammals as such other animals can fit it too but really if you if you get into it it's it's a mammal thing doesn't matter if it's a human or a dog or a horse they all go through these kind of five things and it's not just fight or flight there's lots of different things that they can do so i want to go through these with you one by one and what to look for really we're going to go through them one by one we are going to start with fight so as you know Fight is obviously, and people say it's the best form of defense as well, animal goes into attack mode. So animal feels threatened. So it doesn't actually have to be a fight to kick off. It can be a form of reactivity. So when I see dog aggression, most of the time when I see dog aggression, it's from a place of fear. So the dog's just like going into fight mode as a kind of defense mechanism of, I don't want anyone near me. Sometimes it's also worried about their own owner. I don't want anyone near my owner. So they go into this mode and then they go into fight mode. However, I will say that most dogs, when they do go into a fight, it's not a proper fight. So I I personally class proper fight as puncture wounds, like proper puncture wounds not just a claw mark or you get dogs with thin skin like a greyhound they're going to tear easily anyway especially around like you know if there's a scratch on the nose or the ears that's very thin skin that's usually done by accident to be honest so it's puncture wounds and it's dogs that latch on they either latch on they won't let go or they do the shake the death shake those are proper fights and most of the time you're not going to get that The one time you are most likely going to encounter that are dogs coming out of houses. So whether they've got dog aggression um, or not, even some of them are just like it at their own house. But if you ever walk a dog and you see a dog coming uh, from their house to you in their head, it's still the same territory. And that's the worst bites are always on on their territory. So you've got to get out of there quick. I don't mind if you your dog up or climb a tree or jump over a fence or jump on someone's car but that that's the serious stuff um dogs flying out of houses is usually the most serious fight in barks and stuff you can get people call them fights but again i personally wouldn't it's usually a lot of flurry and a lot of noise some dogs get pinned down some it's not so much a pin down but one of the dog has actually just flopped on the floor as of submission anyway and the other dog's on top so it looks like that and it's usually horrendous noise often one dog is screaming which is out of fear not not pain you get screaming you get a horrendous noise flicker does this she makes all this bravado um she likes to headbutt dogs that's her that's her fight mode it's kind of like a, a nice headbutt over the back or the chest and she is muzzled but to be honest when she wasn't muzzled the most she ever did was pull out some fluff from a dog and she had loads loads of incidents it isn't a fight it's more of a kind of a, a back off or if a dog comes in and and again it's a, a fight and i'm using quotations with my hands that you can't see it's usually kind of like i don't like your attitude i'm going to put you in your place but they don't actually want to hurt each other they're they're very non-confrontational dogs it's just noise to scare them they want the other dog in submission. Um, they don't actually want to hurt each other. So if you, you know, if you have fights in the park, well, if you have lots of fights in the park, you'll you'll notice for yourself. But if you do have a dog come up and it's all scuffs and, you know, try not to be too worried. Obviously, separate them. By the way, in a fight, shouting doesn't help. Just separate the dogs physically. It's the only thing you can do. Uh, and you'll often find that when you check your dog over, there's nothing there, just a bit of spit and slobber and, and things like that. So nothing really to worry about. But that's the fight mode. So let's talk about flight. Obviously the opposite. I see flight for more extreme fear reactions, if I'm honest, because if a dog goes into fight mode, they either do that if they feel they they can't escape, so they can't do flight. So sometimes I see this with dogs where they're dog aggressive, um, only on lead but not off lead. And that is a case of where they can't move around and show normal behaviour, so they feel that they're a bit trapped. But you can have it in houses, you can have it in crates and dens and rescue dogs as well. Um but these dogs will often prefer to go into flight mode if if they're really really frightened. So really fearful dogs go into flight mode. If they're feeling more confident, um, then they will often hold their ground and go into fight mode instead because that's what Flick does. If she's really really frightened, she just leaves. She leaves. Um, and it's it's not a good problem to have. I'll explain why. But she she leaves a situation if she feels that basically she can take this dog on, um she holds her ground and like I said before she kind of gives it a headbutt but that's also because she's learned that aggression unfortunately gets the scary object away from her um there's not many dogs that will hold their ground against a a headbutt if they've come over and she's done that most of them back away so she's learned that it's the right thing to do so this is why she doesn't run away but she did used to it's a really big problem if you've got a dog or animal that goes into flight mode because you you completely lost control so they could they you don't know where they're going to run they could run try and run home where they could get lost or go over roads and most dogs aren't very car savvy um sometimes they just run straight back to the car your own car um which is good it really depends on the dog's personality really but it's not a good problem to have so what you're looking for if your dog does go into flight modes you've got to secure that recall and basically teach your dog that you are the safe space instead of running home. Um, You do have to prove this as well. So you can't have your dog here. Um, I'll give, again, dog aggression as an example. So say your dog has learned you're the safe space. They've come to you, and then the other dog follows, bounds up, and there's a massive altercation. If you haven't managed to stop that dog, your dog will lose trust in you that you're not the safe space. So you do have to prove it. And that's how you can reduce the, the flight risk, to be honest. But that's flight. Let's talk about freeze, so freeze is the classic rabbit in the headlights, so so that you've got a picture of what freeze looks like. um The only dog that really I know that does this consistently with the breed are greyhounds. they're one of those dogs that they go for a walk, and one of the number one problems I see for them are stopping on the walk, and no matter what you cannot get them to move. They have just shut down they're basically pretending they don't exist, um, and they've frozen and they've frozen still. Not many dogs do this, but again, it's a mammal, normal fear response. Um, I have this one sometimes and and kind of people doing things in in front of other people as well, like presentations. They can go into freeze mode. It is just a way of the the body just trying to keep keep everybody safe. It senses danger and it just goes still. That's it. It's not particularly useful to us, especially if there is danger because you're not going to get out of it but that's, it's just another response. But like I said, most dogs don't do this, this freezing and it is a proper freeze. It's not, it's not the stillness before a bite, you know, that kind of the quiet and then the bite comes. It's not that, that's not a freeze. It is just, it's frozen for several minutes and it's really hard to to get out of it. Usually, usually what I try and do, um, one of the few things I do is just try and get the dog moving again, because then it gets the brain moving. Once the legs move, the brain moves and then they come out of it. But Greyhounds especially, they're they're very, very difficult for it because once they've gone, they've kind of gone off the planet, they've gone into Greyhound land and you have to almost wait for them to come back before you can proceed with the training but if they are freezing it is because they're frightened of something so you have to work through the root cause rather than just be pulling and pushing them out of that direction it it will be that something's happened it may be something's happened months ago to be honest like a bang happened at this particular spot or a weird smell that reminded them something else because a lot of them are ex-races they've got a past and a history But it will be some sort of fear response and you've got to make sure you're doing positive association once you've found out the root cause around this area to get them out of it. Let's talk faint. Faint, again, a weird one, even rarer than freeze. And again, I'm going to go back to greyhounds for this one. This is the only real incident that I see of fainting in dogs. And I don't know many other animals that use fainting as a tactic, apart from people, apart from people. We seem to be very, very common with it. Like, doctors or needles or blood or whatever you just pass out but greyhounds tend to do this um weirdly a weird weird one when they're having a wash if you wash them so if you get them in the shower and you wash them or even the hose pipe what it looks like is it looks like the back legs have collapsed or it looks like they've slipped because they suddenly go down and pretty much immediately right themselves but again greyhounds it's really really common i don't uh, you know I don't know if other breeds do that when they're getting washed, but it has come up a few times on the on the Greyhound site and and my old Greyhound Sky, bless her, she used to do it as well. And I always thought she'd slipped and then I read about it and it's not it's a faint or a near faint. So it's just the shock, really. And it doesn't matter if the water's warm or cold. It's just it's just the shock of being in the shower. And this is what, I mean, greyhounds are one of those really weird dogs. They're very, very sensitive and very, very stubborn, which is a really weird combination. But that's what it is. It's just a, an adrenaline response. That's what they do. You'd think um greyhounds, their natural one, would be flight. So it's kind of interesting that they do more freeze and faint than anything else when they could just run away and get away from everything. But that's where you'd see the faint one. Like I said, it's, it's more humans that have learned this because, again, it's not really a great one for survival if you're about to get eaten by a bear or something and you you faint then that's kind of it right so it's not a great one but that's probably why you don't see many dogs do it and then the last one now this is the most interesting and intricate and misread one okay so this is fall or fawn or friend um what it is is it looks like play Okay, so I'll give you some examples of this, but it, it looks playful, but it is a stress response, and it's really important to read the dog correctly. So the other week I saw a, a dog Winnie and she's really, really good dog, really, really nice owners, but she's developed barking um at a lot of dogs, almost for no reason out of nowhere. So I went to see her and as we were chatting, they said, Oh, it's it's really weird because she kind of she plays with most dogs. And I was like, Really? Like she plays with most dogs and she's over two. That's weird, especially what she is. She's not a breed that uh, matures slowly, so she's not a playful breed. She's not an antagonistic ag- breed like a Patterdale. They're kind of looking for a, a rough time all the time. And I thought this is really weird. So I had a look, and she did. She she kind of she went up to a dog and she started play bowing, and she made her body language soft, and she was doing all this scooting around and the zoomies. And it was pretty much uncalled for because the other dog hadn't initiated it at all. And they said, yes, this is what she does with most dogs. And I straight away was like, no, this is a fawning response. She is stressed. She doesn't know what to do. And because she's a nice dog, she's going into this. It's like, please don't hurt me. How about we play? Yeah, let's play a game. Yeah. Would you like a game? "Um, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah, but let's have a game. Whereas actually, she could have just gotten away with a sniff and leave. But she doesn't know what to do. She's, She's panicking it obviously is the best response out of the lot because they're pacifying the other dog right it's a really good response um it's the dog is not as stressed as the other responses so if you're getting this one it can turn into aggression because they're not as stressed a highly highly stressed dog will show something else but this if they're not as stressed this is the one they show before which is good but it does mean it doesn't mean they are stressed but it's not they're completely stressed out of their mind and, and panicking and don't know what to do, if that makes sense. Um, my daughter flicker does this as well. Unfortunately, she doesn't do it with dogs. <laughs> she just goes straight into fight mode with them. But she does it with my son. If he's being too too rough or too much with her, which, to be honest, is, is flicker. So she's highly sensitive. So if you just put your uh, your arm over her shoulder, that's too much. But say he does that, she will start this behaviour. And it looks like play. It looks like she wants to have a game with him, but it's not and one of the reasons why I know it's not is because she repeatedly comes to me and sits down on me, and she's asking for help, and that's why they call it friend as well. So it's a call for a friend. So she's asking me, Tilly, please sort out this this madness. I don't want to fight him. I don't want to hurt him. But he's stressing the hell out of me. Now, if I didn't sort it out, and Charlie was particularly rough one day, or it just kept going, or I thought they were playing and just left them to it, then she would go into fight fight mode, and she would bite him. And that's that's what happens with dogs. That's why you could be really Sure, of what you're reading with your dog. The dog shouldn't be playing all the time, they shouldn't be playing with stranger dogs for every dog they meet. They shouldn't be kind of playing on and off um, in the daytime unless they're a high-energy breed um, or they're very, very young, and that's kind of more normal. I also see this with litimate syndrome. So, litimate syndrome: one of the things that can happen is they start fighting each other, same sex, similar personality, same age grow up and then one day they just start fighting when people have told me they've played all the time though they're just best friends it's like it's not playing it's fawning they're stressed they're stressed it's a bit chaotic they don't know what to do so they're trying to play their way out of it but sooner or later it turns into a fight and then once that starts they run down that road because they're like oh yeah this works much better for me um so really be sure of what you're doing another time Flickr uses this is if she's not sure of a situation um she'll be on lead so she can't really get away with it uh from it from the situation and what she'll do she'll start jumping up at me and she doesn't do that she's very she's very she's very animated dog but she's not very cuddly or clingy or anything like that so i know something is wrong so we went um if we go to a, a place where there's lots of big mastiffs for example like the mastiff walk even if we're at a distance if we hang around there she will start jumping up at me because she's like i'm worried about the situation i'm not sure what to do are we safe are we not she's looking for a direction as well so it's really so for me it's really easy to read so what I'll try and do from that the first thing is just redirect her so like sit and treat and come on let's go and we're going to do it if she keeps doing then I'll increase the distance so say she doesn't get distracted and she's like no I am getting quite stressed I can't keep her at that stress level because she's telling me she's stressed right so I just Bring her out of it for a bit, give her a break and then head back in, um, but keep the distance much bigger between her and the trigger. If your dog is doing anything like this, not attention seeking because that is different, but say it's out of the blue. So say they're kind of coming to you and they're jumping on you or they're trying to get your attention and it's just a bit weird be sure to check it out another time she does this is when she's in pain so if she's got a stomach ache she will just run to me and pretty much jump on my lap from nowhere and it's really out of the blue um the other night it's difficult to read because it comes in degrees right so if she's in a lot of pain she'll do it a lot but if she's in mild pain she won't do it that much but the other night she wouldn't settle she was running in and out and she came up to us but only kind of sniffed us and went away and in and out and i was like this is really weird What's going on? She settled down, and the next day I was I was just stroking her and stuff, and I found all these thorns in her fur. So obviously, what was happening is she was lying down, and these thorns were pressing into her. And but again, she she had asked me for help, but where it wasn't as obvious, I hadn't read it correctly. But that's again, it's the the call a friend thing. So ask a friend for help. People do this as well. Obviously, you can ask your friend for help, but people do it, and we call it people pleasing so we're in a stressful situation and suddenly we kind of don't have any boundaries and we're like yeah sure I'll do that okay yeah and we've become very very nice very very genial um, and it's a really good survival response you may be kind of kicking yourself later and feel like they've got away with stuff but you can't help it it's just a survival response and it, it pacifies the angry person and I'd much rather a dog show this to me first than go straight into fight mode because it it's, it's really frustrating and stressful for everybody involved. Um, and you're constantly apologising to people as well, even if it's their fault because their dogs off lead and yours not, right? But I'd much rather the dog shows its appeasing behaviours. Skye was very much like this. She was very, very balanced, very calm, very unanimated dog. However, when, you know, the tough got going type of thing, we had one incident where a, a staffy came and it looked like it was going to kill Flickr. Um, Flicker started screaming and, and, you know, it was horrendous. And Sky started going nuts and started doing zoomies around the whole group. And from an onlooker's point of view, it looked like she'd just lost the plot, right? It's like, what are you doing? There's a dangerous dog. It's trying to kill your mate. You know, you should go into fight mode. You should be aggressive, protective. Um, But she's a greyhound. She's not a guard dog. So that's not naturally in her. But actually, it was really interesting because it worked, right? It worked. What she was doing was creating a distraction. And the staffy left Flick, and it went off to Sky. Everyone was fine; no one was hurt. But it did the right thing, and it started playing because it it just wanted to, you know, play. But thing is, what what can happen with play is that play high excitement leads to aggression. So it wasn't going to play with Flick. But he decided after chasing Sky and getting some of that adrenaline out. Adrenaline is your you know your worst enemy, really, with with dogs. But after chasing Sky, and, and he's never going to catch her. Then it started a game and everyone could collect their dog. So she did do the right thing, but she did it in her way, not in a kind of protective way. But that's what it was. If, if if you ever see this and it seems this seems weird, why is the dog playing? Why is the dog asking for my attention? Why are they jumping up? It's fawning, and fawning is really important because the dog is stressed, not too stressed, but it's then up to you to read, work out what's going on and solve the problem, and then when you can do that. Your dog will trust you a lot more you're going to have that proper proper connection like a really deep connection of, of of communication so it's a really good one have a look at it study up on it i've got a few tiktoks on it as well if you want to check out my tiktok i usually i've used one with chuck because he does this he does this fawning behavior um and what's going on is he's he's trying to pass my flicker she's annoyed with him she's angry And he does this fawning behaviour, which she doesn't really like anyway. But he's trying to get her to play because he doesn't want to fight her. Um, But he's a bit rough, so she's putting him in in his place. But go check out that. And it is just... When you start seeing it and start reading it correctly, it all falls into place as why is the dog behaving that weirdly? But yeah, there's your five Fs. They're very important. They're all related to stress on one sort and the other. Um, And now you know kind of what way your dog's going to go and learn what direction your dog likes to go in as well so that you can start uh, just building up that connection and predicting what they're going to do next if you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that i do i am on tiktok i usually put my tiktok videos also on facebook and instagram so just search fawn dog for those and the main website is fawn dog one to one dog UK. thanks for listening guys